it's a pretty stupid episode, except for the third segment. We started talking about Ted Williams and the similarities between Ted Williams' life and my life. I'd say I'm about uh, about 15 years behind him, so yeah, I'll get caught up soon. I'll be doing Kraft macaroni and cheese here in no time. some freaking coffee this Sunday morning you freaking know we are um, I just wanted to direct everyone's attention if I can, yes the air is on all that stuff I wanted, if I can direct my attention over here if I may uh, permit me a minute of time um, I got a text last night and it was it said hello and it was a picture of the note that I left on that young woman's car it says not a parking ticket, it has my name and phone number on it she texts me and says, hello. I said, hey, your parking was good after all, no ticket. Uh, she texts back this morning, lol, thank you. And so I decided I'd take it upon myself. I've, I haven't texted since the, the computer thing. That's a big mix up on my part. I botched that home. Yeah, that's, forget about that. We're gonna try and just go uh, for, straight for the three pointer here. LOL, thank you. I'm going to reply. I haven't sent it yet because I want you guys to be here, but I want to record it before I send it, as I send it. I was surprised the fire department didn't show up last night. Dot, dot, ellipses. Because you looked smoking hot. Fire truck emoji of fire. Let's go. I sent it, sent. I was surprised the fire department didn't show up last night because you looked smoking hot. Thank you. That, that is all. Well, I, I started to tell Ryan a long reply of like, oh, you ran away so fast last night. You looked really good though. And she did though. Come on, she didn't have to ask me if the parking was coming, come on. That's happened twice in the same spot, how? I can just hang out there all day and just have, like, women throw themselves at me. And nowhere else. Nowhere else does that. Well, Pioneer Park. Eh. Uh, eh. Uh. Well, Pioneer Park, she's smiling at Let's go to Pioneer Park, shit. We'll have a beer. Should we? No, we're making coffee first. Reasons why pickup lines still work today. Reason number one. I haven't ever used them, actually. I've never really used a pickup line before, ever. I'm an old man, too, with gray hair. I have, like, a gray mohawk. I freaking get myself a haircut. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty fast. Pretty fast and painless. Um, it doesn't take two weeks anymore. That's pretty much done. Yeah, two days. Not about two days, but... Eh, eh. I'm surprised the fire department didn't show up. I said you look smoking hot. Because... Oh, I should have said, baby looks smile. Oh, well, they always think of the right things to say after the fact. Let's go make some coffee. I'll pass out for a little bit longer, maybe. I don't know. Because, babe, you look smoking hot. I hope she read it in this voice. If, again, permit me a minute of your time. I was surprised the fire department... I was surprised the fire department didn't show up last night. Because you look smoking hot. No. Let's just put it this way, babe. I'm kind of surprised the fire department didn't show up. You looked smoking hot. If I'm ever, if I ever get a chance to make an ass out of myself and, and try to go on a date with this girl with like the five dollars that I have, uh, would you mind paying for mine, babe? Would you mind getting my stuff too? Wanna go to the store? You wanna go to wanna go on a store date today? Cool, I'll meet you at I'll meet you at Smith's. And while we're checking out, oh yeah, we got the divider and everything. I'm just gonna go to the store, babe. And then once I'm done ringing up all my massive amount of groceries, would you mind getting that for me, please? Get my stuff too. Thanks, babe. She'll be like, Yeah, you're an expensive date, man. You just bought like a hundred bucks worth of groceries. Like, yeah, well inflation, eh. 
In today's inflation prices, that it's $100 worth of goods, but is it really? I mean, thanks for paying for my stuff too, by the way. I appreciate that. All right, well, I'm going to get going on home. You look good, so take care. Okay, that's the plan today, guys. All right, fellas. Coffee's first. Coffee's up first. So my episodes last night weren't really very high caliber, were they? The problem with that is... The problem was... The problem is... Come on, ride a train. I said, come on, ride a train. And ride it. Come on and ride a train. And ride it. And I had to text her. And I had to tell her. And I said, you look smoking hot. Oh, babe, smoking hot. Girls can't resist, man. Girls can't resist that stuff. That voice. Oh, it's not even me. It's the voice, man. It's not even me. I have nothing. No, it's the voice, man. Ooh, babe, why is it so hot? Baby making some coffee is hot. Is that hot coffee in your pants? Because it's smoking hot. It's almost done. Coffee's almost done. I got a pretty good deal on this coffee maker, to be honest. Uh, it was, um, I got it on Amazon a couple years ago. That was probably like two years ago exactly, actually. It's so loud, though, you know? Probably would have had it on sale. It's a black and decker. I mean, it's it's a good, it's a good, it's a good coffee maker. It's just so freaking. It's so loud. Ooh, that's a good coffee maker. It's just too loud, babe. But it makes some coffee hot. You guys ready? groceries today, babe. I'm on a store date. Go get that smoking hot body. <laughs> no, I did a few double takes, though, as she ran out of my life, and, um, yeah, she's quite literally running away. She's like, hey, can I park here, Creek? And she started running off. Like, sure thing, babe. <laughs> oh, babe, you know you can park here. Mmm. Better hope the fire department. Well, it's August 22nd. Uh, no, it's August 21st. Oof. Excuse me. Uh, stand corrected. August 21st. I just made some coffee. I don't know if I'd call it perfect. I probably put in a little bit too much water as you could hear that uh, constant noise from this coffee maker. But I bought it a year ago, and uh, two years ago, when I was at the weekly place, yes. <clears throat> I lived in a weekly place, and yeah, now I'm about to be homeless. Yeah. Who would have thought, two years later? I know, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you, I don't know, do what everyone tells you to do. Yeah, do whatever, do everything we say for two years, and I promise, the doors of opportunity. And it's like, no way. I'm here two years later, it's about to be homeless. Like, damn, you, you guys couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, I did it wrong, okay. Mm -hmm. I completed everything wrong. All right, well, let's get some more of this coffee. Show us this hot coffee. Ooh, I love the way this hot. Coffee tastes so hot. I love the way this hot coffee tastes so smoking hot. Well, I didn't realize how uh, intricate the Sharon Stone story was last night with the with the cupboards, man. That was you, you had to keep up on that one. You had to keep up, and if you fell behind just a little bit, I listened to it last night. I didn't listen to the one before it. At the Shire, with all the, like, running water sound. <laughs> like, I can't do it, man. I'm, I'm just experimenting with different ways to record this podcast, okay? And now it's going to turn into a relationship podcast. So everyone at home, tuning in at home, my fans and listeners, if you're in a, a healthy relationship right now, then turn it off. Because you're not going to get any advice from me that's going to be helpful. Gonna say anything useful? It's just gonna, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna stand here. 
until it gets too hot. And then I will turn on the air conditioning. It's not even really air conditioning, it's just, yeah, it's like a fan. And I rode on that train, and I told everybody else to come on and ride a train. And come on, ride a train. Ride a train and ride it. Come on and ride the train and ride it. Oh, the cover art? Oh, the cover art is going to be our text exchange? Shit. I said the cover art will be our text exchange. And I said you look smoking hot. Hey everyone, welcome to this belligerent, frog-soundy second segment of the first episode of the day. I apologize for the last two episodes. Uh, the Sharon Stone one and then whatever other one. What was the other one anyways? The Sharon Stone one was way too hard to, it was way too detailed, way too intricate. Um, short story, don't listen to it. Don't even go back and listen to it. Normally I'd say that just fine and not really have too many reservations. But, you know, my fans tuning in at home. But this time I should just delete it. I should just delete it. But we do have the cover art for this episode. Mm-hmm. What other housekeeping issues? Um, well, I was just reminiscing just now as I was texting her back. Oh, hey, babe. I I know about some secret spots, some, pe some secret parking spots over by the Temple Square. Maybe I could show you sometime. Don't worry, I'll open a beer soon enough. It's the morning. Finish the coffee. And then we'll have some beers. Get wrecked. Make an ass out of herself and do it all over again tomorrow. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, we'll get some children screaming at the top of their lungs all day, and we'll be able to avoid those screams by leaving. Now, housekeeping issues. Well, one thing I wanted to discuss that just came to mind, yes, as I was texting back, I know where some secret parking spots are next to Temple Square. To show you sometime, idiot. Was before all this happened, during April and May, my plans, and this is no lie, this is no lie at all whatsoever, before this podcast started getting monetized, before it was any of it, before the impressions, before, hey, before the Bill Burr. Yeah, even before I even tried to do Bill Burr. Before Bill Burr, before Ogden Otter towing, um, before Ogden Police Department, before Utah Metalworks, IAA, um, what's, what's the other one? Oh, before Hanks and Peterson. Actually, it was after Hanks and Peterson. But uh, I, I was just like, yeah, I was going to move on with my life and whatever. And it's like, oh, now I got nothing. So that's sort of special thanks, Hanks and Peterson. Are you looking to destroy somebody's life? Are you trying to ruin somebody's future? Do you have any respect or common decency for your fellow man? No? <laughs> then you've come to the right law firm. Here at Hanks and Peterson, we don't laws. <laughs> laws? No, we don't follow laws. Here at Hanks and Peterson, if you have money and the person that, whose life you're trying to ruin doesn't have any money, <laughs> you're in luck. Because we can help you ruin their life, their future. With a few easy payments of billable hours and a few extra billable hours, we just throw them in. <laughs> We can help you destroy somebody's life and future. Absolutely, just completely destroy it. I don't know them. I don't care. I need those billable hours because I need to pay for my HBO. I need to pay for my premium channels. Come in for a free consultation. Hanks and Pearson. We can't destroy somebody's life without you. Nah, nah. We can't destroy someone else's life without your payments first. Now I'll come up with some better. Yeah, I'll come up. Yeah, I'll come up with some better slogans. Don't you worry about that. But before all that happened, um, yeah, before I had to give credit to everyone uh, for tripping me at the finish line. Mm -hmm. Before eBay, yeah, this is all eBay's fault, really. Thanks, and Peterson. Ogden Auto. 
the police department. Even. When it comes to stocking requirements and people that don't meet all those requirements, it doesn't matter. Here at Hanks and Peterson, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that that stocking injunction gets put in place no matter what the police say. And then we'll do the best we can to keep it in place after we said we didn't want it there. For about an hour and a half or two hours, jeez. Your Honor, we didn't want to get this stocking done. He did it to himself. We didn't want to do it. Now let me talk about wanting to have it there for another hour and a half. Oh yeah, and I told him to get a job. To be a real man and get a job. And then I got him fired six months later. Hanks and Peterson, everyone. Before all that happened, my main concern at the time was... Yeah, and looking around this uh, studio apartment now, you'd be like, what happened? Like a tornado come through here or something? The earthquakes? Are you fleeing? A refugee? Well, that's what you'd say now. However, just four months ago, probably five now, five months ago, my only concern for April and May was writing a pop song with a shelf life of about 15 minutes. 15 minutes of fame. But it was gonna it was gonna be a one-hit wonder. It was intended to be a one-hit wonder. And it was called Hey Babe, I Cash App You on Monday. That was the name of the song. I had all yeah, believe it or not, I had a bunch of music, professional music here. It's, you wouldn't know it now, because that empty desk, it looks like the Grinch that stole Christmas over here. It's strings and stuff on the wall. Wire and strings and stuff. But at one point, yeah, it was a professional setup over here record vocals, record guitar, uh, keyboard, whatever, synthesizer, get it over here. Get the kids screaming. And my only concern at the time was writing a pop song called, Hey Babe, I cash up you on Monday. The chorus goes like this. Hey babe, I cash up you on Monday. Hey babe, I cash up you on Tuesday too. Friday of the next week. Saturday, I'm all alone. And there's a little bit of variations with that, but that's pretty much it. That was pretty much the song. It's a sad song, but it was still kind of poppy, too. Think Madonna's True Blue. It was basically, it was Madonna's True Blue. It was a, it was a cover song of True Blue with different lyrics. Questions from the back. Why couldn't I complete the song? Good question. Why did I never start the song? Well, uh, the beginning of April, April 6th and 7th specifically, yeah. I sold some things to pay for rent and stuff. Get moving on out, moving out of here. April, May rent, let's go. Pay for my car, the phone bill. Is it beer time yet? No, let's get another cup of coffee. For those of you, new to the podcast this is basically what we've been talking about for the past five months just move on they say just move on get a job you don't like bling no thanks i'll just go on the street thank you thanks for the advice i appreciate it have you have you thought about getting a job bling uh no no i haven't Get some, get some milk in there. It's too, it's too hot. That coffee's too hot. Well, the variation could be Friday of the next week, Tuesday night, I'm all alone. Something like that. Well, I think Days of the Week song actually do pretty good. It's that Friday song, right? Where's the Cure? There's that one. And shoot, dig back in the oldies. The Calendar Girl. Yeah. Hey babe, I cash up you last Monday. I cash, I cash up you. No, I don't know. But calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Yes, me. And he goes through all the calendar months of the year and talks about like what he specifically likes about her. January smoking hot. Uh, February smoking hot. March freaking smoking hot. April. Smoking hot. May. Smoking hot. June. Smoking hot. July. 
smoking hot. August, that's this month. Smoking hot. Let's do it all in September. Smoking hot. October. Scary hot. November, I'm thankful that you're so hot. Christmas. December, you're my smoking hot. Christmas present underneath that smoking hot tree. Okay, guys, it goes like this. Do you want to destroy somebody's future and potential for seemingly no reason at all? Do you care about the requirements it takes to file a stalking charge against somebody? No. Well, here at Hanks and Peterson, we can help you file fake stalking charges and then ruin somebody's life in the process. But before we're done, we're going to make sure that you pay us as we drag you into court and embarrass you and myself when that stalking charge that did not meet the requirements gets dismissed. Billable hours. That's right. Uh, if you're listening now, it's probably getting really old. Go back and listen to the, it'll explain everything, but don't listen to the last two episodes. It'll explain too much. The Sharon Stone one in the last episode is too intricate. It's like one of those role-playing games uh, on Nintendo. Um, it was it really like Castlevania? Let's talk about it. S Simon's Quest, Castlevania Two. Actually, probably the best music. Probably the best music of any Nintendo game. Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. I stand by that. Best music of any Nintendo game. Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest, absolutely. It's not a slash em up run through game though. It's not. It's not like the first Castlevania, and it's certainly not anything like the third Castlevania, which is probably the best playing one. Best playthrough, Castlevania 3. Best music, Castlevania 2. Best like intro to any game, Castlevania. I remember playing that game when I was six years old, thinking to myself, are those skeletons in the back hanging on the wall as you're fighting werewolves and hitting Medusa heads? I was like, this is my favorite game. I was only six. 69, smoking hot. But the past couple episodes, it's like, what, what are we getting into? It, there's too much to keep up with. We're getting pizza at Domino's, which by the way, impressed all around with Domino's completely that I got an email saying that it was it had taken longer than two minutes I was like no it didn't no it didn't so I, I made sure to leave a long um, review an updated review about Domino's I was really impressed the staff there the service there he brought it out so fast and he was so friendly and helpful I smile on his face it's what I appreciate he wasn't trying to be oh here's your pizza okay you know dragging his feet mm -mm. he was on it he was smiling. He gave. He apologized. It took so long. It didn't even take long, though. It didn't even take long. I like that Domino's a lot, and I think that guy needs a raise. That's what I think, and that's the truth. I think he does. Anyway, anyway, the past couple episodes have been like Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest. It's. Is this a role-playing game? Or is this how? How much do I have to keep up? Do we need to keep track of Domino's, or do I need to keep track of Lowe's? Um, Storyline's hard to follow. There's no easy playthrough. It's it's too complicated. It's too jumbled up. So I apologize for that. I let Simon's Quest influence me a little bit too much on the making of that episode, and I thought I thought it was pretty easy to follow until I listened to it. And I was like, wow, what a mess. I was eating pizza while I was doing it too. Like, what a mess. This sloppy. Bling, tuck your shirt in, man. You're really starting to annoy me. You're really starting to piss me off, Bling. It's one of those episodes. Like, damn. Hey, go check out Hanks and Peterson. They'll help you ruin my life, no problem. Oh, oh, just be careful, though, at the end. Just be careful, though. Like, how embarrassed do you want to make yourself? Uh, how much do you want to flush down the toilet? And, and how, how much do you want to ruin someone's life? Like, really? Is it really all it's cracked up to be, you know, seeing them on the street, like, uh-huh, 
Sucker. You lost. It's like, oh, hey, thanks, guys. <clears throat> thanks for making that shit up. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks for telling me to get a job, too, and then when I get a job, you know. Thanks, guys. It probably does not feel as good as you think it does. It probably feels pretty shitty, I'd imagine. Oh, hey, why are you honking at that guy? Why'd he flip you off? Now oh, we ruined his life. Oh, yeah? Why did you do that? I just I didn't meet the requirements for stalking, but we got to stalk the charge anyways. He got fired for it. No shit. And so he just pissed at you, huh? I kind of, yeah, it's kind of understandable. I mean, oh, whatever. But he made you look dumb at the end? All right, well, shit. Can you blame him? <sighs> he was fixated upon the things, the wrongs of his past, he could not let go. He latched upon them. He seized them with his sharp rat-like claws. His filthy, greasy hands seized upon those actions of others that destroyed, that made him who he, the rat he was today. And he squeaked as he scampered down into the sewers below. His voice was no longer golden. Not like the guy on the corner with the golden voice, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, Ted Williams. Surprisingly, me and that Ted Williams character, the man with the golden voice, well, he, his voice is better than mine, for one, but uh, everything else is probably pretty much pretty close there. I'm a runner-up to that. I, I can only hope Someday, when I'm paying for change, maybe by the zoo, hey, if anyone wants to make a viral, viral video, I'll, per I'll totally participate with it. Yes, sure, it's kind of staged, but not, eh, you know? So I'll go to the zoo. You guys can show up too. I'll tell you exactly what I'm wearing and what I look like. A bum. <laughs> and then I'll start asking for change, and then you guys can record it and say, Hey, is your name Bling? Are you the host of the Bling Vera podcast? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm gonna kicking, kicking the rocks at the ground, looking at my feet. And then say, hey, do the voice. I'm like, what? Do the voice. Do that to the, the uh, hey, all my fans and listeners tuning in, in podcast land. What, dude? Bling. We went over this. Your lines? Do the voice. Hey, all my fans and listeners tuning in, in podcast land. While I record it, viral video, you're at the zoo begging for change. Here's a dollar. <laughs> Freaking what? Bling. Give me back the dollar. We have to record this over again because you're messing up our viral video. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got, I, uh, I totally forgot. The viral video, right, okay. Hey, all my fans and listeners tuning in in podcast land, I'm your host. Okay, okay. Let me warm up a little bit. Go back around, drive the car back around. Take two, okay? Hey, can you spare a dollar? Oh, yeah, here you go, guy. Hey, are you Bling? Bling Vera, the host of the Bling Vera podcast? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Oh, here's a dollar, Bling. Do the voice, man. Can you do anything with your voice? Oh, hey, thanks for the dollar. I really need it. <clears throat> Keep the cars moving. There's a, some traffic kind of piling up behind you. I don't want to get kicked out of here. I'm trying to beg for change. Blame the cars behind us. They're with us. It's part of, the, it's part of it. It's part of, part of the viral video. Now we have to do a take three. Blame. Oh, right. The voice. Hey, all my fans and listeners tuning in a podcast. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. One more time. Third time's charm. Can you spare a dollar? Yeah, here you go, Bling, here's a dollar. Can you do the voice? Hey, thanks, man. I really need it. Did you keep the traffic moving? There's still cars to start piling up. I don't want to get kicked out of here. Bling? Yeah, thanks for the dollar. This is Jeff Goldblum. I mean, the cars are packing up. <laughs> They're backing, backing up. To get these cars moving because I can't do Jeff Goldblum for very long and it takes a lot to do. It's a lot to think about, lots to think about. And if you want to go home, get yourself an Apple computer, 
You can order pizza on the net. Jeff Goldblum. Keep it moving. Boom. Viral video. You make money. You get your dollar back. And uh, I get a job at Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Doing bits. The episode started off bad. It got stale in the middle. And now it completely flopped at the end. And I'm about to cry. Let's see where Ted Williams got it. Let's get caught up on Ted Williams so we can see what my future is going to be like. Shall we? We are on the third segment too, by the way. So we're going to take this one all the way home. If you're done listening, uh, don't blame you. Golden... Ted Williams, Golden Voice. Enter. Now keep in mind, this is Wikipedia, so grain of salt. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Williams first gained minor fame in the early 1980s, all right, as a late-night radio disc jockey on WVKO in Columbus, Ohio. After over a decade in radio, Williams was dismissed in 1994 for alcoholism and drug abuse. Yeah, instead of helping him, let's, uh, let's put him on the street. And he soon found himself homeless and living a life of crime. Hey. So that's where we're at right now. Me and him. Like, so that's the equivalent. So I'm the equivalent of like a 94, 95-ish Ted Williams here. In January 2011, okay, so that's going to be about 20 years from now, sort of that. Uh, 2040. Well, that's when the singularity happened. 2045? Shit. Yeah, so. I can't be saved. In January 2011, Williams received widespread media attention when an interview filmed during a period when he was homeless went viral after being posted on YouTube. And Williams subsequently received numerous job offers. Hell yeah. For the first time in almost 20 years, Williams found himself steadily working. He co-authored A Golden Voice, How Faith, Hard Work, and Humility Brought Me From the Streets to Salvation with Brett Witter. He is the founder of the Ted Williams Project, a nonprofit organization serving homeless shelters. Damn. I can capitalize on that guy. Okay, we're gonna write a book. I'm gonna open a foundation. He attended school for voice acting in Brooklyn and uh, New York City. Um, uh, radio, when he found that a radio announcer, announcer whom he had heard looked nothing like he had imagined. Wow. Yeah, wow, that's cool. His inspiration to become a radio announcer came from a field trip in 1971 at age 14 when he found that a radio announcer whom he had heard looked nothing like he had imagined. Yeah, Handsome Dan. Turns out Handsome Dan wasn't so handsome. He was interviewed on today, January 6th in 2011, doing the lead-in voiceover, revealing that he was to have an interview to do voiceovers for Kraft Foods. See, that's the macaroni and cheese part I keep talking about. On January 10th, a fundraiser website, Ted Williams, Your Voice, was set up to support Williams. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a book, foundation, Ted Williams, Your Voice. Subsequently, Williams received several job offers. January 5th, 2011, Cleveland Cavaliers Cleveland Cavaliers, NBA basketball team, offered him a job and a home at Quicken Loans Arena. It's full-time. That's the best deal ever, yeah, Williams responded. On January 7th, Williams was officially hired by MSNBC to provide voiceovers for the network. Man, the schedule just all booked up. That's a lot of stress. That's a, that's a lot of pressure, man. How are you going to handle all that pressure, all that success? How are you going to handle it? Williams was also hired to be the voice behind Kraft Foods' new TV campaign, which launched on ESPN. ESPN during the 2011 Kraft Fight Hunger Bowl on January 9th. Okay, well, Williams said he remained sober since mid-2008, but started drinking again after the media attention. <laughs> Pull the offers. Gotta put him back on the street. Oh man, people are so backwards. On January 12th, after a lengthy one-on-one -on -one talk with TV psychologist Dr. Man, he even made it on Dr. Phil. Williams admitted to drinking alcohol heavily again and agreed to go to Origins Recovery Center in Drug, uh, Texas. Um, alcohol rehabilitation.
education courses. No, this, okay, no, this is my own opinion, and it has no um, uh, medical, any sort of merit or bearing whatsoever, it's just my own opinion. Unresearched, whatever. Why not just try to do some, it's called, um, is it risk aversion? Why not just try to mitigate the risks instead of have them go, you know, go, I don't know. It's not, it's not facilitating the alcoholism necessarily. Um, enabling, it's not enabling uh, the alcohol necessarily. However, it seems like it, those rehabilitation places, in my opinion, can be a little bit much and a little bit brainwashy. Is it healthy and all that stuff? Yeah, I'm sure there's studies, I'm sure there's medical, all sorts. Dr. Um, Dr. Drew would probably be at odds with me right now. I believe there's been multiple research studies that have proven the efficacy of rehabilitation services, including uh, many drug therapy programs that mitigate risks by um, providing sobriety and promoting sobriety. I think it's irresponsible as a certified optician playing to uh, try to promote alcoholism. That, that, that's, thanks, Dr. Drew, everyone. Thank you. I'm not promoting alcoholism. I'm just, I think those kind of environments, those halfway houses or um, sobriety houses, mental institution, whatever. I don't think that their environments uh, provide a healthy atmosphere for a lot of those people, especially if it's uh, all male or all, uh, you know, specific sexes, genders. So instead of saying like, oh man, you messed up and you messed up again and you keep messing up, and so, why not just risk aversion Let's just try and keep it under control. If you get all sloppy and stuff, then yeah, we'll try and not record it. But if you've been struggling this, with this your entire life and you've gone to this institution or that home and this home and uh, the, made it huge, uh, became a huge star, uh, a viral sensation. Sorry, just give me one second here. Let me gather my thoughts. Real quick. Get ready for some frog sounds though. After spending time getting to know people on the street, like actual homeless people, and actually getting to know them, knowing them by first name or their street name, asking where they are if I haven't seen them for a while, having people all sketched out, you caught, why are you asking about them? I never tell you where they're, like stuff like that. I'm like, I just wanna, I just hope they're okay. I don't care where, where they are, I just hope they're okay and tell them that I said hello, okay? Like that's, that's how it goes down. In my opinion, I don't know their background, their, their homeless story at all, but the substance abuse is pretty rampant on the street, of course, right? It's not because they're choosing it, because they're bad people or because they just can't, like, it's because there's no other options left for them on the street, that's it. Um, there's no get a job, there's none of that. Because you can't. Even if it's even if the charges are real, the charges are fake. It doesn't matter. You can't get it. If you have any sort of criminal record, years ago, could happen years ago, five years ago, uh, trespassing in an elementary school when you're 18, and all your friends are 17, and Ryan Lee's 12 years old, and cop throws him in handcuffs. F five years later, I still couldn't get a job for trespassing in elementary school, but not just sitting there with my skateboard. Really, truly, I didn't skate on Sundays. It hurt, bad things happen. Yeah, there's proof. Plus, you know, give yourself a day off to heal and stuff and recover. You don't skate on Sundays. Don't get arrested for trespassing shit. That shit stays on your record. No matter what the police say and lie about or whatever. Oh, no judge is gonna sign off. There's no, no judge is gonna sign off on a stalking charge. You call us each time before you try and get your stuff. Oh, Hanks and Peterson, yeah, they'll ruin your life for you. <laughs> Just watch, even if the cops say otherwise. Oh, you don't meet the requirements for his, eh, eh, who cares? Your future, effort. Like, that's what, well, that's pretty much what's gonna put me on the street here. So if I'm out of options, like, 
yeah, let's have some beers. <laughs> Who cares? I can't get a normal job, can't get hired anyone, so like scrubbing dishes or picking up garbage, no one wants to do that anyways. That's why the jobs are open. That's why there's job openings for those positions. Because nobody wants to do them. It doesn't pay anything. You can't survive off that much money. So it's a life of crime. Just like Ted Williams here, it's, it's right there. The template of, of how it works. You catch a big break, you get famous, viral video. You're not used to it, so how do you cope with it? I think, so this is my point here. I think the majority of people that are homeless on the street, there are probably some severe mental issues, whether it's uh, head injuries, brain damage, um, concussions, whatever, what have you. Uh, genetic deteriorations, who knows? I think that's a pretty big factor there. But overall, I'd say that human beings lack the emotional capacity to handle certain things, especially with technology. Um, this guy's basically gone from the street to a king. Like 10,000 years ago, that's probably the equivalent. But instead of trying to like baby steps, walk through it, it's you're cut off from alcohol. You can't do it at all, not even one sip, which, okay, fine, fine, whatever. That's a lot of pressure, man. And I don't think with viral videos and technology and catapulted to fame and success, I don't think human beings have the capacity emotionally, mentally, to handle it. So they turn to substances. If you're discarded, if you're forgotten about, everyone that no one cares about you, you ask for money and everyone thinks, well, what are you going to spend it on them? asking for a life vest, and everyone's walking around with life vests, and no one's throwing you anything. There'll be one less person on this boat if you don't shut that hole in your face. Shit like that. Bunch of rescue boats, there's like two people on them. Everyone else is like drowning in the water. That's what it's like being on the street here. I see it completely differently now. In a way that I wouldn't be capable of seeing it had I not experienced eBay stealing my money, uh, Hanks and Peterson fake stalking charges. Like, I'd probably be gone, right? You wouldn't be listening to this right now. There'd be no way. I'd be wasting my time on a, on a serious discussion about, like, addiction and homelessness here. I mean, from... <laughs> I don't know, man. I went from smoking hot to, like, me getting upset now. I'm getting, like... I don't know, serious about it. My goal here now as far as being successful and making money and whatever, all that stuff. It's not to hoard it and buy a castle and a crown, a golden crown upon my head. It's, I'm gonna give it away, man. Once I get, once I get stable and get a good foundation, take care of myself, put the oxygen mask on myself first. Once that's done, I'm gonna give a lot of that money away and it's not gonna be well, what are, you, what are you gonna spend it on, though? Like, if I give you this, no, you can't. You have to promise me. I won't even entertain that shit. It's, here's some money. Hey, what's this for? Whatever. What are you doing? Hey, what do I do? Why are you giving me money? Just walking off. No explanation. No reason. You need money here. You sprinkle these quarters over here by a bunch of these trees. Where, where the homeless people hang out. They're stumbling over here. They take a wizard next to the tree. There's a bunch of quarters at, at their feet. You know how many days a dollar seventy-five can make someone's day? It can change their entire day. Because they're not going to go clean themselves up and buy a new home anytime soon at all. It's not going to happen. You know how much a home costs these days? You know how much rent costs these days? If you're on the street one month, a thousand dollars. If you're on the street, a thousand dollars means one month. It's not, I'm not a thousand dollars on the street can go probably three months. You probably get three months out of one month with a just a home, just a roof over your head. So why why try? Like, I don't know. It, it's different if you're on the street, but if you're a physician or the... I don't know. You don't know. You, you don't know the, those experiences that they're going through, or you can't empathize. You can 
try to put yourself in their shoes, but until like you've really actually been there, I don't think there's any way you can understand. I think that's part of the problem. Is it's oh let's go back to rehab and let's do like all these solutions that never worked before. How about just no questions asked? How about we just try and do risk aversion here? Minimize the risks as much as we can and help you live like a normal life. A quote unquote normal life. But ultimately I don't think human beings have the capacity, the emotional uh, brevity to, uh, to handle certain situations, especially if there's traumatic issues that happened. I think being discarded and forgotten about alone, left on the streets, and just judged by everybody, every single day ignored by people. Hey, can you spare dollars? Walk right on past. You are invisible to them. That, that alone is a lot to handle emotionally. Discarded by society, uh, you don't fit in. Um, there's no sense of community. Um, even just the uh, libido, your sex drive, sexual desire. You, you, you feel unwanted, dirty, unclean. Like, just miserable. Just a miserable position. And, and we allow it because we're the junkies. We need to be clean and clean up, clean up their act. We need to stop stealing. It's the same shit like Hanks and, you know, you need to be a real man, go get a job, go get a job, get fired for it. Fired for some fake stalking charge. That's, that's that upper scratch and claw your way to the top and, and kick everybody else. It, and then just be all judgy. And try and get away with it. And live normally, you know, don't know how. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night, no. Ruining people's lives, like, it's not it's not always their fault that they're on the street and they're not choosing to go steal or do criminal activity i think if they had been given the option anybody with without serious mental issues which is a whole another can of worms on itself in itself anybody on the street right now monday through friday job that pays enough, that pays enough, not minimum wage, not commission, not taking out the trash or scrubbing dishes. If it pays enough, it's enjoyable enough, it's not slave labor. Anybody on the street would absolutely take it. There might be a couple hiccups along the way, maybe just out of habit or association, but if you just were patient, and it wasn't just like you're written off. Well, let's keep reading about Ted Williams. So in like five months, May 6th, announced Williams would be entering a Texas rehabilitation facility for emotional reasons and not for narcotic reasons. The following day, the News Herald reported that the Cleveland Cavaliers had retracted their earlier job offer to Williams. Five months later, yeah, congratulations for your emotional reasons. That best deal ever, five months ago, yeah, we're withdrawing our offer. We're withdrawing our offer from that five months. You don't get a house and you can't do it. Yeah, the only person that stuck with them is Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. It might sound like I'm mocking it, but I'm not. That consistency has to be there and that support has to be there. So yeah, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. As far as all of everyone else that was so virtuous, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the only one that ever came through, it looks like, was Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Two years after, they were still there for him. Didn't fire him, didn't, none of that. Spends a lot of his time helping the homeless. So that was two, two years after, in January 2013, which is exactly my goal here. Let's try to get in politics. April 23rd, 2021, governor of Ohio, a Democrat, and uh, later retracted his decision. Actually ran for president in 2016. Now, that was a... In 2016, that's like over there right now. They had a bunch of kids, though. I didn't know that. So the, the emotional scars, abandonment, uh, inadequacies, insecurities, not being a real man, taking care of his kids. Just being a be a real man. God, shit's so dumb. So what can you do about it? After this long, the horse I rode in on the soapbox I'm on right now.
me being so virtuous. Yeah, so virtuous when morning's like smoking hot. Ooh. January, smoking hot. February, smoking hot, babe. Not me. That's not me. I'm not trying to. I just want to help people with no questions asked. It, man, I've given someone two bucks before. They never even asked for it or whatever. I thought I was probably walking up to harass him. I thought I was a cop or something. I walk up to him and I give him two dollars. And the look on his face, man, he was so surprised. It was only two dollars, too. He was so surprised I walked up, I didn't even say anything. And yeah, I remember that stuff. That Those are, and it's very rewarding to do. And it only costs two dollars. So yeah, what can you do about it? Go give, go get some cash out next time you're at the store. Would you like cash back? And you've got, you've got it in your bank account there. It's hoarding all that money. It's not doing any good in your bank account. And compound interest, yeah, fantastic. Uh, take five dollars out. Try and get some ones. Just hand out five ones to five people, and see how you feel. Cause it'll feel really good. Unless you're a total sociopath, then it probably would be like, I hate doing that. I hate helping people. Here at Hanks and Peterson, we live. life. Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the coolest. Objection. Was it an entire waste of time? The third segment gets intellectual and academic we start tackling those hard-hitting issues you know it might get kind of goofy the first segment might not even make sense just turn it off you know first second segment third segment rolls around it's like whoa we're talking about social issues here social and cultural hard-hitting impact and that's uh, playing vera podcast you know that's how we do it yeah that's what we do here unless your life gets ruined hey do you guys know any attorneys that can ruin your life <laughs>